Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, once again, we're going to come back around to Table A Talk uh, with Mr. Gary Kent um, because surveyors, we have a problem. And our problem is we don't have enough time. We don't have enough people. We don't have enough time. And just the timeframes to deliver these things are be- our products and our services are become so tight. So the unfortunately, the requests that are coming in from attorneys, title companies, various things are, um, let's just say they're ludicrous. (laughs) So before we bring Gary in here, let me just start with the, uh, with the the inquiry we got from, from our info at nsps.us.com. It says, I'm a, and I'm, the names are going to be withheld to protect the innocent. um, But I'm a professional surveyor and have a request to quote an Alta NSPS land title survey where the potential client has requested only table A item two and table A item 20, excuse me, which goes on to say exhibit only boundary and overlay on aerial. And then the quote information says scope of project is exhibit only, no field work, aerial overlay with plotted boundary and easements from provided title commitment. So the surveyor goes on to ask, could a land surveyor still title this the survey and a land title survey without conducting the field work. And he, this person believes that it's in uh, it's, it's against their state statutes, which would be true. And we'll get into that. Uh, he says, I think that the land surveyor should be warned about what I feel is the inappropriate use of table a item 20. And so of course we call in our resident uh, land title survey expert, Mr. Gary Kent, um, Bottom line is, Gary, there's a lot of craziness going on, and so we thought we'd just tackle this with an episode and and basically get help people understand why this is just not possible. Yeah, Tim, this is uh, it's disturbing stuff, and uh, we first heard about this sort of thing. Uh, Kurt alerted this uh, to me, probably. I don't know. I'm going to say maybe six months ago. He had had an inquiry from someone. Uh, a similar inquiry, not quite the same. And we'll talk about the differences. And uh, he, he called me and he said, I talked to this guy and, and I think I understand what he's saying, but I, I, I really can't believe that this is what's going on. And he said, maybe you want to call him and see if you get the same, the same impression. So I called the guy, a surveyor, and, uh, and in his case, he had been asked to do a land title survey but to not, not do a boundary survey, right? Just, just locate a point or two so that he could plot out the boundary and then overlay that onto his uh, field work of you know, locating the buildings and all that stuff. So it was not going to be a boundary survey. It was going to be basically a boundary exhibit overlaid onto uh, a survey of the features and called 
a land title survey, certified as a land title survey. Uh, my uh, informed opinion on that is that that's not possible. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know, I'm no attorney. I'd say it's fraud probably. We'll talk more about that in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, so, so we heard that. And, and, and then I saw one of these, actually. I saw, actually, I've seen two of them now. And when you look at the survey, it's patently clear that the, the surveyor did not do a boundary survey. One of them I saw called for monuments at, at, at virtually every corner of the property. And there were numerous corners of the property. You read the legal description, it called monuments everywhere. I think they only showed two of them. And then in their report, Indiana, you have to write a surveyor's report. They had uh, written what I would call a severely substandard surveyor's report, but it basically said, we found a couple of points and, and all the rest is math. Right? So they did not do a retracement. Uh, that's disturbing, right? Uh, then this, this call or this uh, inquiry came into NSPS that, that you, you, just, you just mentioned. Uh, and this one's even worse because they are not even trying to hide anything. They're saying, don't do any field work at all. Just plot the, uh, the boundary and the easements onto an aerial uh, which, which is perfectly fine, but they're trying to do it in the context of a land title survey, obviously, right? They're saying do a land title survey, but, but table A item 20, it, it, you know, the requirement is don't do anything except draw the boundary on, a, uh, uh, on, uh, on an aerial. Um, this, is a, a, as you, this is not possible. Right. Um, I, I advise people and I sent I sent this person a note back and I said, uh, in my opinion, if a surveyor does that, they are violating uh, a whole litany of, uh, of, of of laws and standards and rules. I think they are uh, almost I, I would say most assuredly violating their state registration act. Uh, and, and you might have to think through that one. But what's happening is somebody is, uh, if they certify that as a land title survey, I don't, I don't care if they say they only did this. Because on a land title survey, you have to do certain field work. Uh, you, you, it's, a, it's basically a misrepresentation at best to not be doing any field work and, and to certify this as a land title survey. So I think you're I would I would feel confident saying you're violating uh, your state statute as to your registration act. If your state has survey standards and most states do, uh, I, I believe you would be violating your state standards by representing that you did a survey that that you didn't. Uh, you would be violating your state if you have rules of professional conduct. I think you would be violating those and, and I think you would be violating ethics standards. So I, I think there's a whole litany of, of major problems. And I think if a surveyor does this, they are putting their license in jeopardy. Uh, if somebody came into Indiana having done this, um, I sit on our board. Um, I, I won't say, you know, there would be an investigation. There would be um, some that uh, would go to the attorney general's office and who knows what would happen, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to pat them on the head and say, that looks great. Uh, you know, go home. Um, th th this is, and 
You know, I, I think it's very important that we understand, and you, you alluded to this, Tim, why is this going on? Well, there are tremendous pressures in the land transaction world to close transactions quicker at lower cost and with fewer problems. And one way to do that is to eliminate whatever they can. And the survey is one thing they can eliminate. If they, if they can get the title company to provide the coverage that, that, that the lender wants without a survey, then the lender's perfectly happy with that. All the lender wants is their, is their appropriate title coverage. They don't care how they get it. So if they can convince the title company to do something that I that most assuredly the title company really does not want to do, but if they can convince them to do that anyway, then they're happy. Um, now, surveyors often, you know, we get this altruistic uh, uh, position of, well, the public's not being served. Well, I don't know if the public's being served or not, certainly from the standpoint of them getting their loan and the lender getting the title coverage that they want, um, you know, that probably is being served. I apologize for my grandfather clock here. Um, But, you know, the the buyer who actually doesn't understand unless, you know, unless they have an attorney, they don't understand title insurance. They don't understand what's going on around them. But, but honestly, as we know, oftentimes they don't really care. They want to get the money so they can buy the project and, and you know, develop the project or, or buy the property so they can occupy the building. They honestly don't really care uh, to their detriment. And so these, uh, you know, what happens is companies, uh, and, and by the way, these, these two or three examples that we talked about are not isolated examples. There are companies no. out there that uh, the survey community tends to call survey brokers um, that are promoting this sort of thing. And, uh, and I understand, right? They, they get national contracts to do uh, a lot of this stuff. They get paid well, uh, but they come up with these products that are, um, to put it lightly, pushing the, the boundaries of, uh, of ethics, I suppose, at a minimum. So, uh, you know, so these are not, this isn't some individual calling up saying, hey, just plot this out. This is more pervasive than that. And, and I think surveyors need to push back. Uh, now, you know, we also have to have our eyes open because, uh, you know, if, if we push back too hard and, and, you know, this can go south and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're cut out of the process altogether, which I think is, is over a long period of time is probably not, uh, not a too far-fetched idea, but uh, we just, uh, you know, we should be alerting people to the, you know, the fallacy of them thinking they have something that they don't have. Uh, getting the title insurance coverage that the lender wants is one thing, but somebody having the impression that they actually have a survey in their hands is an entirely different thing because they don't. Exactly. And I guess that's, and I like, that's what, you know, you laid this out for the gentleman that, uh, that uh, had the question and, you know, and, and ultimately, and, and, 
I like where you've always taken this, that, you know, the basis of this, of a survey still has to meet your state standards, has to meet your state statutes, has to meet the ethical responsibilities of the surveyor for the state in which it's, it's completed in and in which it's, it's sealed under. Um, the land title survey standard is on top of that. That's additional information that allows this transaction to be confidently move forward and, and, and provides additional information for the lender, for the title company, for the, 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 the buyer, what have you. But the, still the, the foundation of this thing still has to meet state statute, has to meet state rules that you've, that that professional has taken on as their oath. Um, and if they're not doing that, you know, if they're not, if they're not doing that in, in fulfilling these requests, um, you're right. It's 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 a there, there's a huge amount of liability there and and ethics and uh, it, there's a big breach of ethics in in my opinion. Um, so I, I like where you've taken that. Yeah, and I I think on top of that, uh, if you certify that to something that that you know you did not do, uh, you're you know you're essentially providing a warranty. I'm, you know, I I I hereby certify did this land title survey, uh, knowing that it's not a land title survey. Uh, your professional liability insurer may take exception to that, uh, and they may not want to cover you if you end up with a claim associated uh, with that. Right. So that, that's on top of everything else. That's a great I, point. You know, and to those who would say, well, you know, it's all up front. I mean, table A, item 20, we told them, you know, that we didn't do a survey. Well, I, I think that's a sham. That That's kind of like giving someone legal advice and then saying, um, I didn't, you know, I'll give you some legal advice, but I'm going to tell you that it's not legal advice. And so therefore I'm okay. <laughs> right. Or right. somebody going out and doing a survey and, uh, and then putting a note on it that's uh, who's not a surveyor. Right. So they're not licensed. They go out and do a survey. They draw up a survey, they do a certification and everything, but then they put a note on it that says, this is not a survey. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, it is a survey, right? It is. Uh, and so it's very similar to that. This is a land title survey. And, uh, and if you, if it doesn't meet the requirements, then you're, you're, you know, like I said, I'm not an attorney, but you're committing fraud in my opinion. So right. uh, uh, this is very, very serious stuff. And, uh, and I think that the surveying community needs to stand up against it. Um, understanding there's risks and standing up against everything, but uh, you know it's kind of like okay, if you want to if you want to do these deals without surveys, then do them without a survey. Don't create a sham situation that makes it look like you're doing a survey. Oh, exactly. And and I think you hit it on a little bit you know a little bit earlier that <coughs> excuse me it 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 it's risk and it's it's risk on all parties on what they want to want to take take on in getting this deal done. Um, but don't, yes, but don't use, uh, don't use a survey that, I mean, what, what's supposed to look like a survey uh, for something that it's not. I mean, that's, that's not, the surveyor should not extend the risk of doing this just because somebody is, is pressing to do, to, to have this done just to help this deal. I mean, and I guess that's the 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 part I, I struggle with, and I have struggled with for for many years. 
what you know sometimes we the surveyor is there we were our own worst enemies and you know oh well you know but I, this was a good client i don't want to i don't want to mess with them but they're asking for something that's just not right so yeah. we we can't do that no we have to uh we have to make it clear that uh you know we're not just being arbitrary here right uh who wants this? Well, you know, it's the lender that wants this. And I understand you want to close the deal. And I understand you don't want extra money. And, and yeah, the survey might show some problems. But guess what? You might want to know about those problems. You know, exactly. uh, the lender doesn't care. I understand the lender does not care. They If they get the title insurance coverage they want uh, by drawing a boundary on a uh, on an aerial, good for them. But uh, but I'm fairly certain that's not what the buyer thinks is going on. Uh, they they probably think they got a survey, and uh, so I, you know everybody needs to have their eyes wide open. And I, I also would point out that uh, surveyors need to resist <clears throat> being buffaloed, right? Because if you yes. get one of these requests, Tim, you know the same as I do. If you get one of these requests and you say, "Oh, I can't do that." Uh, the response is going to be, you're the, you're the first surveyor who ever said they couldn't do that. Right. And, um, and, and that, and I don't, I, as I say politely, that's a load of crap is what that is. Um, fine. Uh, maybe I am the first surveyor, but I'm not gonna, I, I, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole that according to you, other surveyors are going down. Right. Well, they're, they're as Chris Rock famously said, they're ignorant. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me throw a similar situation out that actually I had a call earlier this week that was, I mean, slightly similar. But uh, the 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 surveyor that called was going to do the boundary. Absolutely, was going to do the boundary. Um, but they were basically asked for no table A items. Um, it was, a, it was a buyer of a, a, a residential site, a multifamily site that was, it was under construction. So they really just needed a survey and wanted a survey, a true survey. Um, but because everything's under construction, they really didn't want them to take the time to go and show all of this stuff under construction. Um, but he was still, he was doing the boundary. He was running the lines. He was checking for encroachments. Uh, along those lines and various things, you know, anything for, you know, uh, uh, evidence of occupation, what all these things, but he was leaving everything in the middle. They wanted to just leave it blank and just say site under construction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I told him typically what, you know, what, when, back when I was in private practice, we would show something uh, the last several years we were using aerial photography. I mean, we were using actual our own aerial photography to show it the snapshot in time. This is what the site looks like at this snapshot in time. But even if he doesn't have that, um, doing the boundary, I mean, he is still meeting the requirements of his state and the and the general the general requirements of what the, the the land title survey standard is. Now, if it's agreed upon that you're not going to shoot all of these buildings under construction, you're not going to shoot parking lots under construction. That's contractual. We can agree that we don't need to show those things, but you are doing a boundary survey on a titled piece of property um, that is going to be transferred. So, um, so tell me, Gary, was I, did I give bad advice? No, no, I think that's perfectly good <laughs> advice, Tim. Uh, 
I, uh, we've done that in the past. And, uh, and, and mostly it's not because the client asks. It's like, well, for gosh sakes, you know, they're out there. There's pans driving around. There's backhoes. There's right. equipment all over the place. And, uh, and so we just say entire site under construction. Uh, but as you say, you still have to do that boundary survey. You still have to be attentive to what's going on around the perimeter. Potential uh, lines of occupation by other people uh, show the easements. Um, but, you know, and your comment about the aerials nowadays with a drone, I mean, that's a perfect application for a drone. You can tell the client, uh, OK, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I don't want to go out there and risk my life trying to shoot all this stuff while they're busy driving right. equipment around. But, hey, we can fly a drone over and and then, you know, 15, <clears throat> 10, 15 minutes, we can have a pretty good image of what this all looks like. Exactly. And, uh, and I think that's a perfect application for uh, for a drone, and probably the client uh, would actually kind of like what they saw. I'm guessing. In fact, they might say, "Hey, why don't we do this every week?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. And well, and that's you know that's what I I, I recommended to him. Um, besides going back to one of our earlier conversations about contract, I mean, obviously, put all of that in the contract. Agree to that. That's what you're going to show. That's what you're going to deliver, and. You know, he, he mentioned that there was going to be an expectation that when it's all said and done, then there would be a basically a final as-built survey that would be a land title, an updated land title survey that would show all of the improvements, all of these things. Um, you know, put that expectation in, you know, that that that's going to be expected. Have them sign that just to, just so that it gives further further evidence that, you know, you're not you're not skipping a, a step here just for out of convenience. You're, you're, you're doing it because it's the, it's the smart thing to do in a construction situation. Right. And, and, and it is highly likely. In fact, it's, it's almost impossible to conceive that before all this is done, I mean, they're going to, they're going to close all their construction loans. They're going to get final um, financing and they're going to need a land title survey at that point in time. So, you know, shoot. Yeah. If you can, uh, convince the client, hey, let's just put all this in the in the contract right now, uh, then, you know, that, it, it gives you more confidence that, you know, this is all going to go right by the time it's all said and done. But but no, I, I thought that was perfectly good advice, Tim. Good, good. Well, I, we won't drag. I mean, this wanted to get at least get something out uh, on this topic because it just it seems like, uh, you know, surveyors I'm talking to across the country, and I know you're doing the same thing everybody's busy, everybody's jammed up, everybody's got deadlines that are, I mean, they're just, the expectation is, is super high, but yet, you know, you know, so many surveyors saying, yeah, I'm three, four, five, not just even weeks, sometimes months out uh, on some of these surveys. And of course, that's not what a, a potential client wants to hear. It's not what the, 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 the attorneys and the title companies want to hear. Um, but bottom line is we have to stick to our guns. We, we do have rules and regulations and ethics to stick to. Right. But, uh, right. We have that uh, uh, protection of the public health, safety, welfare and property. And uh, and we have to stick to that. So. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a really good topic to get out there. So people are aware of it. And, uh, um, you know, we can continue to talk about it later. But uh, people, you know, surveyors just. You know, we have to draw a line somewhere and uh, and decide we're not going to participate. And, you know, maybe they're like, well, you're the first surveyor. I'm like, well, that's fine. You can find somebody else to do it because I'm just not. 
Uh, but you know, ultimately, part of the answer is is what, as we all know, uh, is is recruitment and that sort of thing. Um, you right. know, I I I was told by somebody recently they have tripled their prices, and and the client's response is that's fine. When can you get there? Yes, exactly. It's not uh, about price and, anymore. It's about time. It's, uh, it's a it's a crazy market out there, um, and but uh, as we all know, it doesn't last. So, uh, yep. We, oh, exactly. We, we need to be attentive to, to our clients and attentive to what's going on around us. Well, and one last thing on your, you know, this is the, you're the first surveyor to do this. I liked what you said in your response back to him, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I'm just telling you that what you're asking surveyors to do is to violate the law and put their license at risk. So yep. fellow practitioners out there, do you really want to put your license at risk just because you're trying to be the good guy in getting this deal done and getting this quick and unethical plat together. Um, that's something to think about. So yeah, I, 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 well, well stated, Tim, and a good way to, good way to wrap it up. <laughs> yep. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Mr. Kent. We will, uh, we'll be talking soon again. A uh, lot of great episodes coming up. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tim. Everybody have a good one. You too. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.